Welcome to the Dirtbag State of Mind podcast from the Climbing Zine. I am Luke Mihal, and we've got a story for you called Spring Cracks. This one is one that I wrote and is published in the current zine, volume 21. And it's about, like a lot of my writing in the last 10 years or so, uh, it's set in the creek, uh, Bears Ears National Monument. And about other people but the desert has a way of just allowing things to rise to the surface for me whether it's emotions elation um, the highs and the lows but the truth just seems to come out for me in this place and to where it's unavoidable I think maybe because there's so little other distractions uh, such a spiritual place out there uh, and especially when you get away from it all which is what I usually try to do the climbing zine needs your support, as does this podcast. We are still going with our Keep the Zine Alive campaign. And if the zine is something that means something to you, please subscribe. If you're more into the podcast, please support the Patreon. And you can actually get some rewards from the zine as well. So if that's something you'd like to do, it starts at like $3 a month. And we're stoked that more people have got on in this last month. And keeping this podcast going and keep the zine going this episode is sponsored by kilter looking for a fun way to train at home or at the gym check out the kilter board kilter board has innovative light up holds progressive app and animated functions with climbs for all abilities it also has two layouts to choose from with large online communities for each there are over 50,000 problems in the original kilter board layout and the newer home board layout comes with over 4,300 problems you can set, tip climbs, make shareable playlists, watch send videos, and even add your own. Kilter has multiple wall sizes and package options available, so we can help get you a Kilter board in almost any space. Check out Kilter at settercloset.com and look for more information in our show notes. This episode is also sponsored by Osprey Packs. Osprey and the Climbing Zine share the same backyard. Located just down the road from Durango and Cortez, Osprey makes innovative, high-performance gear that reflects a love of adventure and devotion to the outdoors. High-quality packs for any adventure and season. We are proud to share a home in the Four Corners region of Southwest Colorado and the infinite outdoor opportunities that exist here. For more information, check out Osprey.com. Hey everyone, Tommy Caldwell here. You know, everyone, at least in the climbing world these days, is trying to figure out ways to live more intentionally, to live a less impactful life. And one of the best things we as climbers can do to make that happen is to support and buy things from the companies that are doing the same thing, the companies that are figuring out ways to lower their carbon footprint, lower their chemical usage, make their products out of recycled materials, make products that just don't wear out. And, you know, the only company that's doing that well in the ropes and hardware space is Edelrid. They've been innovating the best products for over 100 years. They invented the sit harness. These days, they make unquestionably the most high-quality ropes, the lightest weight carabiners, and really, they're just awesome all around. So check them out at www.climbgreen.com. All right, let's get into Spring Cracks. This story can only begin in one way, and that is with tears. Whether they were the tears from heartbreak, loss, or just when John Hyatt or Greg Brown come on the radio and I'm alone, it doesn't matter for now. It was a season of tears. 
As much as I cried, as much as we all cried during this strange, tragic time, the desert remained dry. For years now, this place has been growing on me, like a love affair. Moments of brilliance and moments of stillness. Moments of defeat, of burnout. And then those moments that were so sweet, they make you understand the importance of nature. Defeat and burnout are necessary parts of climbing. How else will you know if you still have the fire without these moments? I needed this experience now more than ever. My life that I had built was falling apart. The relationship that was supposed to last the rest of my life was failing. The world that we know it no longer existed, for better or worse, and now we are facing a new reality. In this modern age of hyperconnectivity, we were all disconnected from what existed before. Friends had died without proper memorials. Delusional American terrorists had stormed our Capitol building. Perhaps this was the beginning of the end of humanity. Nature taking its course as we overstay our welcome on this planet. I sure hope not. I hope not because I was still in love with living, in love with climbing. In love with this place, this wash in Bears Ears National Monument. A place that at times felt more like home than my home in Durango. When everything is falling apart, where do we go? I was grateful for my dirtbag instincts, those that encouraged me to call a friend and pack up the truck. I'd still been susceptible to all the loneliness of the modern world, though. The sadness of staying alone in a hotel room. The understanding that I let someone down in a profound way. That I was both heartbroken and a heartbreaker. The layering of grief, sadness, solitude, and guilt. So yeah, there were tears. Tears coming down my face as my truck descended into my place of refuge before the crowds arrived. Solitude, but so much solitude, can be a little frightening. As if there weren't billions on this planet. As if it were a lonely, distant planet. Though I've spent plenty of time alone in wild places, I'd always prefer to have a team out here. Perhaps it is the necessity of the climbing, or perhaps it goes deeper all the way back to how humans originally grouped themselves together. One thing that's for sure, I was grateful that even in my 40s, I have a roster of friends that I can count on, from February to June, my spring creek season. For years it was my monkey brain that was such a concern. The hundreds of emails, texts, social media updates, and other pings that go ding, ding, ding in this modern existence. I understood the benefits of getting away from all of that to this land that didn't yet have cell service. I lament that someday that might not always be the case. I wonder if a nonprofit has been started to address that. In addition to wilderness and protecting land, we also need cell phone service-free areas for our brains and our hearts. The pings and dings are still an issue for me, Though I took a lot of comfort in technology when what we called shutdowns and lockdowns took place. My business thrived as more people stayed home and read. I kept a routine and I was already an at-home worker even before the coronavirus. Now with my life as I knew it in shambles, I had a new need that I asked this place and my friends to provide. Starting over and finding hope. What I knew I needed and what I've learned about myself is that I'm the happiest when I'm in a routine and I have structure. For some, this might sound counterintuitive to dirtbagging and adventure, 
but I find the greatest creativity and adventure happens within a structure, a plan. The most satisfaction comes from home. The desert and nature always deliver honesty, and it's up to us to honestly look within. I knew I was hurting inside. I also knew I needed something positive to focus on, and I looked to the crack climbs that had defined my climbing for the last decade. In February, it's a different scene in the place we refer to as Indian Creek. The peregrine falcon closures have not yet taken effect, and hardly anyone is climbing there. The nights can be long and cold, yet the days give bursts of sunshine and stillness, so that even a hurting soul can find the positive energy in the day. I knew my first trip of the year was what I needed. Every weekend. The conditions were predictable. The variable was climbing partners. That's why we have community. We usually need more than one or two solid partners. Life happens, and the older we get, the less free time we generally have. Families get started. Some drift away from the creek, usually because of the crowds or the pain that the climbing inflicts. The creek is the only area for me where I have many friendships and partnerships that has begun and played out at this massive landscape. Our friendships are united by belays and jams, beers and campfires, cracks and camp croquet games, wind, cams, and sand. Sometimes friends turn into lovers. Sometimes the plans are set weeks ahead of time with anticipation. Other times these friends emerge seemingly out of nowhere. We pick up where we left off. How many years has it been? The time does fly, we always seem to say. Now, what wall should we go to today? I love people, but while climbing, I have to be away from the crowds most of the time. I need to hear the silence. Plus, this rabbit hole of an experience is leading me somewhere. Not just to remote places, but places within the heart. This window in February was one to explore the main canyon. Those walls that seem to go back in time this time of year. It's amazing how all the fitness for crack climbing seems to go away in the off-season. I always tell people it takes two or three trips just to get reacquainted with the pain and technique of cracks. Sure, there are people who train on homemade cracks, but I always like to give myself two or three months to take a break from the cracks. To give the fingers, hands, hips, and feet a break. For years truly, that's when sport climbing and bouldering come in. The yin and yang of my personal climbing experience. And that's the beauty of climbing, isn't it? It's so personal. And if you love it deeply, as I do, you can build a life around it. A personal journey. Something that can save you from yourself. But climbing can also get you into the deepest of trouble. Or as Neil Young wrote, the same thing that makes you live can kill you in the end. Soon after these February days, I'd have three troubling experiences. A cut rope, an out-of-control truck on a snowy road, and a groundfall where I came inches away from serious injury. They say things happen in threes, and I'm not superstitious, but when I have things happen to me, I take note. My worried mind turns off when I'm at my limit in climbing. Early season, my limit is somewhere near 11 plus or 12 minus. Grades that later in the season, I might be able to float, but early on, it's still a battle in the ring with a tough fighter. I face myself in the ring on this 11-plus crack at the reservoir wall, a J. Smith route, finger food. 
Jay's name in a root commands respect. He's an artist with first ascents. He has the eye. He was also in his prime in an era of low-hanging fruit, when a five-star first ascent was just off the highway. These days, you've got to hike a lot more, look further, deeper. you got to want it really bad. Finger cracks have been my jam ever since I came across a dream queen line way out there on the edge of the Indian Creek Corridor. It forced me to dream. It forced me to train. It led me to believing in myself more and all the byproducts that believing in yourself can bleed into the rest of one's life. Don't tell me not to get all dreamy and romantic about climbing. That's who I am, and that is my soul, my true self. I combine all this dreaming with hard work. Hard work and due time within a routine, a commitment, and intention. My intent is to pour positive energy into this place, the climbing, and my friendships, to balance out the dread of what is falling apart back in my other home. I step into the realm of the finger crack. Eric is on the other end, belaying me. He's back, getting in shape after many years away from the creek. He's all nostalgic and sentimental about this place. My kind of human. He's been away for some time, but he's realizing, in February, you can always go back home to the creek. Battle ensues. Fingers jammed in the crack are punches landed. Equal parts violence and yoga. An extreme exercise. Just punch it to the next rest, I tell my mind. I scream. I let out. A jam. And then I'm at a rest. Take a look at the harness to see what gear is left. There's enough as I rest on the tiny perch like a statue. A few more finger jams and delicate face moves and I reach the anchor. The work is done. Clipped in, lowering off. Endorphins flowing. This is what it means to be climbing and alive. I am momentarily free. The rest of the routine is rooted in leisure. A couple happy hour beers, the peace pipe, croquet. No one around but myself and my climbing partner for miles. Climbing is too crowded, the crusty old timers often say. I say the early bird gets the worm and the squeaky wheel gets the grease. A campfire is lit and the nighttime is upon us. Campfires in these times of wildfires are no longer a given. But this time of year it's legit and needed for warmth and something to do. Of course we always extinguish the fire before going to bed with water and dirt. Plenty of time for sleep in these dark days. I love sleep. After a few days in the tent or the back of the truck, I'm ready for a bed back home and ready for a shower. Just as I have to face whatever climbs in front of me, I have to go back home to face reality. The water is getting low and the food and beers have been consumed. Yes, it's time to go back home. Eric is content to stay, to go on whatever journey of solitude his mind and heart will lead him to. Probably remote washes in search of petroglyphs, pottery, and homes of the ancestral Puebloans. Respectfully, of course. Taking nothing but pictures stating intentions of only witnessing and absorbing before arriving. The tears come back on the drive home, brought on by music. Sometimes I have a hard time identifying their source. Is it my heartbreak, or is it grief? Is it the state of the world? I don't wipe them. I just let them flow through me. Like the cracks in the open desert, they are leading me to where I need to go.
that was Spring Cracks. Hope you guys enjoyed that story. Um, just got back from my first spring weekend in the creek. Super, super sore. Need a couple days to recover, stay in that warm bed, and then get psyched to get back out there. Check the show notes for more information for our sponsors and how you can support the zine through our Patreon and through subscribing. Music for this episode is from Devin Dabney, our digital editor and producer is Chad Rich. And signing off from beautiful Durango, Colorado, I'm Luke Mihal. Peace.